Greetings and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have my sister in Christ, Sherry Campbell, with me. And you might be saying, I just seen Sherry on your show a couple months ago, Maggie. Yes, that's right. But there was not even enough time to go in to how God used her circumstances to bring her in to walking in her destiny of helping others as a Christian life coach. She is the founder of the Seekers Method. And if you're wondering what that is, I challenge you to go check out her website. She's got open enrollment coming up. It only opens up a couple times a year. It is absolutely an amazing program for you to be able to not just deal with the kitchen chemistry issues, but to deal with the spiritual issues and the things that might be blocking you from getting your breakthrough. But this month is September. And as we know, September is Suicide Awareness Month, but it's also Recovery Month, where we celebrate recovery and we talk about how God has used our circumstances. He has taken those things, those broken places, and turned them into something beautiful to help other people. And that's actually how she ended up doing what she does. So we're going to listen to Sherry's testimony today, if you will. And it is very powerful. So I want you to make sure that you, you tune the ear in and you get this into the hands of anyone who has had a struggle and I don't care what kind of struggle if it's been with food alcohol drugs whatever any type of uh, life controlling behaviors that you've struggled with you can relate as she tells her story so Sherry welcome to the show hello Maggie Kavanaugh thank you so much I absolutely always love our time together. It is so fun. And I am going to mute myself because my dog is going crazy in the background. I don't know if you can hear him, y'all. I can, I can. This only happens. Sherry can attest to the fact that a few minutes ago, everything is fine. Um, I start my broadcast. Oh, hell breaks loose. Yes. because the enemy hates what I do, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I have a, you know, I have a mutual thing for him. Yes. He can just shut up because we've got stuff to talk about. And Testimony Tuesday. Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, we will continue to testify every day of the goodness of God. So Sherry, tell us how, I know your battle started uh, like after you had your children, you know, yep. obviously you're a beautiful woman, very successful in your career, had kids and all of that. I'll let you just go ahead and, and talk according to your level of comfort. Okay. Absolutely. So, but I am going to mute myself until my dog shuts up. <laughs> All right, great. And you know what that means. I've got one sleeping right next to me. He's probably going to wake up any minute. So hello, everybody. So as Maggie mentioned, yeah, my story really started in as I became a mom, um, because as I stepped into motherhood, I stepped out of control. I stepped out of being able to control my life, my circumstances, my schedule, any and all the things that I knew previously. Um, was no longer available to me as a mother. You know, I mean, you know how this is, Maggie. It's one of those things, you know, you step into motherhood and all the Hallmark movies paint this portrait of motherhood. It was nothing like that. And unfortunately, as I stepped into motherhood, um, I was a Christian, but I wasn't an acting Christian. I was really more pursuing the world. I was um, going to the world I was I was I was so in the world that I would go to the world for its solutions for my problems, knowing all the while something was totally missing. And then as I stepped into motherhood, I started to just suffer greatly. I um, not only could I not lose the weight, but everything in my life had become hard. I um, I wasn't even thriving. I was totally just surviving and keeping up a, a, a facade, if you will, an appearance of this amazing life, this amazing career, this um, 
amazing marriage, all of these things. And deep down, I was so broken. I was lost. I felt a void. And I had gotten to the point where in my motherhood, you know, with three little kids, I couldn't figure out what it was that was missing. Although I knew something was missing, I couldn't figure out what it was. And instead of doing anything about it, I did what the world taught me and what I was practiced at. I started drinking wine because you know what? That's the mommy solution that is marketed out there. I mean, we're taught, you know, do a wine and sip class, do, and all of these things are great, but that's not, that's not how you start to deal with what's emotionally missing and where you're struggling. That's just a band-aid. And I started to rely more and more on a glass or three or five of wine to the point where um, it was like a running joke for me. You know, we'd have a grocery list thing on the refrigerator, me and my husband and three little kids. And instead of saying, you know, fruit or vegetables, all I would have on there would be wine. You know, like I just, it was my coping mechanism. And there I was, I was in a, a corporate executive. I had all the things going on and I, I had just come to the end of myself and I couldn't deal because what I didn't know then was every morning, even weekdays, I was basically waking up with a hangover. I mean, I was struggling, defeated, yelling at my kids, controlling, depressed, um, I was going to yoga classes thinking yoga would be the answer to calm me down. It was not the answer. Now I, you know, couldn't be further from it. I was participating in going to haunted house tours, doing all of these things, watching scary movies, just drinking alcohol, all of it until one day, one day, I remember standing in my closet. God met me in my closet. Um, I was standing in the closet and I heard God say to me, I didn't even ask him. I heard him say to me, just surrender. And I thought, oh, type A personality. Uh, -uh. I don't know who this voice in my head is. I might officially be losing my mind, but there is no surrender in any of this business. And so I just started to get curious more and more about that. And <laughs> excuse me, I started to get really curious about it. And I thought, I don't even know what surrender looks like. And I got to the bottom and I remember telling my husband, I'm waving my white flag. I don't know how to get help. He directed me to my, you know, our primary care physician. She put me on a cocktail of antidepressants, never even asked me what was going on really at its core. And it was really a control issue at its core. I was frustrated about the fact that I couldn't control anything. And I was I was depressed and anxious as a result of that. And I didn't like living this fake life, this facade and drinking through the pain. I remember I remember at one point, Maggie, I had a home office and around three o'clock in the afternoon, I remember posting on Facebook, is it normal to crave Chardonnay at three o'clock? Like thinking that was cute, not realizing I was stepping into a dependency. I was at the point where the cocktail of antidepressants weren't working. Um, the Chardonnay or Cabernet Franc, all the things I was drinking, none of it was working. I was self-medicating and I was drowning. And I remember one morning I did what I've done since being a child. I sat at my desk and as I sat there, I didn't write. I didn't write a journal entry to God necessarily because at the time I was in the new age movement, I was writing it to the universe or to whoever it was that I you know, believed in at that point in time. And I remember writing, I think I wrote, God, please show me the weight loss program 
that will help me lose this weight. Because at its core, that's what I was most defeated about. Because in my mind, I had this image of this perfect motherhood that doesn't exist. Motherhood is not perfect at all, any step of the way. And and I was failing miserably at it. And I said, please help me to find the way. And he told me, you haven't found the weight loss program that you need because you haven't written it yet. And at that moment, I was aware, I'm talking to somebody. Like, because there was no weight loss program that I was about to write. I was a corporate executive, all the things, no, you know, no can do. And I remember about two weeks later, you know, waking up with my morning hangover as I was with my, you know, bottle or whatever of alcohol the night before. Excuse me. I remember waking up and as I was journaling that day, Maggie, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, ask me any question and I'll give you the answer. And I thought, I am losing my mind. How much alcohol did I have last night? Did I forget to take my antidepressants? You know, all of these things. Because my antidepressants and the wine were making me bigger. Like my fat pants, I was stepping into newer, bigger and bigger. And I would buy like bigger fat pants because I thought if they rode lower on my hips, they would mask my belly size and make me look like I felt like I was getting slimmer. Like just trying all of the hacks and things that the world teaches you. And I remember him asking me, ask me any question and I'll give you the answer. And immediately in my prideful self said, there isn't anything I don't know. I mean, at the time I was in my thirties, I had arrived at what did I possibly not know? Right. I mean, come on, how foolish. Um, And so I, you know, gave it, paid it no attention, went to bed that night. And I remember so distinctively, and I do not have the best memory. So the fact that I remember this distinctively is pretty profound in my in my life. I remember going to bed. My husband was downstairs on the couch watching the rest of Downton Abbey. I was in bed. The babies were all in bed. And I heard the voice say, what's your question? And I thought, oh, my goodness, I might have drink too many glasses tonight. Cause if I even tell my husband that I'm hearing a voice talk to me, he's going to think I've officially lost it or, you know, something's got to, I need intervention or something. And I said, okay, you know what? I have a question. I don't know the difference between God, Jesus, or the Lord. I mean, I was just that naive and green. I didn't know based on, you know, whether, where the comma was placed, I didn't know the difference. And I heard the voice say to me, I'm Jesus Christ, the Lord of the land. Just like a landlord rules the land, I'm the Lord of the land. And I sprung out of the bed, went running downstairs to my husband, who incidentally saw me going through all of this and never once brought God's name into the equation. Never once, because I was seeking Buddha, Hinduism, all the things, um, never once brought that to me as a possible solution. I ran downstairs to him and I said, Harry, is Jesus the Lord? And he said, yeah, why? What are you doing up, you know? And and I just looked at him and I said, he just told me he's the Lord. And he's like, okay. And I said, all right, I'm going to bed because I've got a lot to figure out. And do you know, from then on, I started praying and he freed me from every single thing. He told me the natural path to go to, to get off of the antidepressants. Mm-hmm. He showed me how to swap it until I drop it to get off of the alcohol. He had showed me, he showed me how I was going to alcohol to numb out and to seek comfort and peace and joy and, and patience because it, everything came over me with 
the cocktail of everything I was consuming instead of coming to him. And it was a slow release. And through that slow release, not only did he help me get off of the antidepressant, my doctor couldn't get me off the antidepressant because it would cause all kinds of side effects, you know, the things they call brain zaps. And I would lose my equilibrium and almost fall down. And, and so this natural path got me off of it in 30 days by giving me, you know, some, some herbs to take to clear out my, my liver because it was full of all of the wrong, you know, antidepressant toxins, um, showed me how to wean myself alpha off of alcohol all the while my husband continued to drink. Now, my husband comes from a genetic line of alcoholics. So he has a predisposition. I didn't come from this, but the two of us would drink together and it was like our thing. And so God even showed me, he said, Sherry, you're not your husband's Holy Spirit. I'm working on you. And he, while my husband continued to drink in the evenings and even hide it, even though, you know, mama knows it all. I know what's going on out in the garage. Don't tell me. And um, I... I started swapping it until I dropped it. Like I literally am at the point now where not only do I not drink alcohol now, am not on antidepressants now, but I've also lost the lost the weight, Maggie, at the age of 48. And all that while, not only did God use my testimony, um, you know, for other people, but he used everything that happened to me to deliver me from the bondage that I was in. The bondage of believing I was depressed, the bondage of believing I had to live this perfect life, be a size two, do all the things. He allowed me to see freedom in him. I walked away from not only the alcohol, not only the antidepressants, but the career, the salary. I started um, uh, studying to become a life coach. I couldn't use the secular world's life coaching practices on myself to lose weight until I applied God's word to it, God's truth to it. And through that unfolding, the releasing of the weight, me putting my number on the scale on the altar and surrendering it to him, he gave me the desire of my heart. But it only happened as a result of him becoming the desire of my heart as a result of me going to him for comfort instead of food or alcohol as a result of me seeking joy and just being with him as opposed to all the other things and so it only happened when i came to the end of myself and finally realized that god was enough he was all i need all i ever needed and so i through that unfolding he gave me the christian life coaching for weight loss program that he had told me I would write in the end of it. And I didn't know any of it. Like to this day, I still don't even know what's going to happen, you know, none of it. And I, so it's just amazing to me, the power that God has in our lives. If we will just have the strength and the courage to go to him. And I didn't have that. I didn't have anybody ministering that into my heart. And so now I'm ministering it to all the women who are stuck in their fat pants, who are stuck in the house of bondage, who are who are unable to put to words what it is that they're feeling inside. And a lot of women feel defeated and stuck and even held back from doing God's will on this planet because of how they feel about how they look. And it's because the world just gives us all the wrong solutions, all of the wrong expectations, you know, all of the wrong things that we can't live up to. And God is saying, none of that matters. None of it matters. And so here I am today. It's just amazing. Wow. 
It is amazing. It's yeah. a beautiful story of God's redemptive love, how he pursued you. Yeah. I just want to go back and piggyback, <clears throat> excuse me, the allergens in the air in Tennessee are, are, are a real deal today. I was out earlier with the chickens and I don't know if I breathed in something or what, but I, so I apologize yeah. to the audience. That's okay. But with that being said, <clears throat> Sherry, when you were in, you know, what the world perceives as yeah. successful, the career, yep. you know, yep. the house, the cars and all of that. And, and the acceptable, you know, because a lot of, I love that you said that it's like a mommy thing, like the yeah. whole have a glass of wine and calm you down. This is yeah. what mommies do, put your kids to bed and that. And I can relate to that because many years after I got away from doing drugs yeah. and I, I considered myself a responsible, you know, yeah. person because I only did them at certain times, you know, maybe a, a, a line of coke to do a double shift because I was a single parent or, um, you know, smoking pot every night to go to bed because I couldn't relax. Yeah. And so after I did away with the drugs, I continued on for many years. And the same lie that you believed is this is just acceptable. Yeah. My kids would go to bed. I would go to my Florida room and I would have to have that. Yeah. And I was going to that. Yes. To, to fix me, to calm me, mm -hmm. to whatever only the peace of God is, it can do that. And yeah. then whenever I actually finally dropped the wall, he yeah. could come in and do the healing because yeah. I loved the Lord, but I kept him like this. Yep. It was a trust thing. And you mentioned type A personality. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I was insane. I, you know, for many years ago, I was a codependent. And yeah. uh, so, you know how controlling. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> so this is a behavior. If you're watching this broadcast and you're going, well, wait a minute, you know, there's two women that came out of this. There is hope. There is help. So there is available to you. Um, the Lord wants us to walk in freedom and it, and, and he allows the things that we've gone through to turn around and help other people. Hence why she does what she does. And mm -hmm. it is absolutely amazing. I'm telling you, I am, I am so impressed and I want you to make sure that you go and follow her on all the social media platforms because what she is doing is getting to the root and yeah. i talk a lot in my teachings and, and speaking about you can go and cut off the branches of a tree and it can look healthy and yeah. it's really not yep. your root system is where it all takes place so she allowed the lord to come in and deal with her root system mm -hmm. and now she's turning around and helping other women break free from that perpetual cycle of things are never going to change because they've got this in their mind do you find yep. that your women or when by the time they get to the point where they come to you do you find that they are like i've always been like this mama was like this everybody you know i'm just going to always be like this yeah they've learned it their entire lives i mean in fact that's you know the whole the whole the, the seekers method is built upon the, the foundational scripture which is Romans 12 2 and you know I tell them if we're going to renew your mind and we're going to help you stop conforming to the patterns of a diet and transform your life from the inside out it means we have to undo so that we can renew like we have to help you stop seeing that food is the comfort, food is the joy, alcohol, all the things. So yeah, that's the thing. I teach women all the time. Your soul is what we're working on right now because yes. that's where your mind, will, and emotion is. And you yes. can overcome that and you can lead from the spirit so that your soul can be renewed and transformed. And as a result, your body can be transformed so that you can go on and physically be here long enough to do God's will. 
Like that's what the enemy doesn't want. And so all the women, it's all in their mind. Yes, it is. It is. It's a major issue because there is that mindset and we believe the lies that things will never change and we get stuck in that pattern. And so what about if a woman's watching this and I know you deal with a lot of different people types, but a woman that is postmenopausal, she's done everything. She's tried everything and the doctors are like, try harder. You know, what do you, what do you say to that woman? Well, here's what I say to all women, because, you know, I'm stepping I'm stepping to the the late stages, into the late stages, if you will, of perimenopause. Um, so, you know, I know it's coming around the corner. I'm preparing the women behind me and looking to the women ahead of me and paying attention to all the signs and signals. But what I tell everybody is most of us don't necessarily have a weight loss problem as much as we have an obedience problem. We don't like to be told what to do because we're in our 40s and we're just stuck in our ways. But the problem is more that we don't we don't recognize sin for what it is. When, you know, James 4, 17 tells us when you know what to do and you don't do it, that is sin to you. So if you're going to God and you're being prayerful over all things, and then suddenly you just give in to McDonald's while you're driving through, I mean, guilty as charged for many years. Exactly. But, you know, I had little kids giving them the McDonald's chicken nuggets, handing them back, eating four or five for mommy, you know, the mom (laughs) tax. I've got to take off my first layer of the ice cream before I hand it back. And so, so many women, they they sabotage themselves and they'll their self-talk and their defeating and condemnation. And in God's world, that doesn't exist. There is no condemnation. And, you know, on top of that, I teach women, not only do you not necessarily have a weight loss problem because there are conditions, there are conditions and situations where women have thyroid problems. They have pre-existing extra, you know, so there are situations but most of us have obedience problems. We don't know how to yield to that still small voice. And so I teach women to practice yielding. Don't see it as weight loss, practice yielding. Bring prayer into everything, bring prayer into obedience. I teach them, you know, what it says in first Peter, and I'm not gonna remember the scripture and off the top of my head, but what it teaches us there that we're to pursue holiness and we can pursue holiness in our weight loss plan. And I don't yes, mean this indeed. as, you know, to be, you know, a product of works and for the for our salvation. I mean this from the perspective of pursuing holiness means pursuing righteousness. And so yes. I teach women make the next right choice. If you know what the next right choice is and you don't feel like doing it, stop inviting your feelings to the journey. Amen. Red uninvite them and walk in your faith. And you just say to, you just say, you know what, God, I'm driving through McDonald's right now. And I want all the French fries because I didn't bring, and I'm tempted, you know, and help me and help me to remember Romans 6, 11, that tells me, you know, I'm dead to sin. And I see McDonald's right now on my meal plan as sin because I shouldn't be doing it. And then you suddenly step into that strength and that power because you're praying and you're seeking after God instead of that food for the comfort. So women of any age, yes, you can lose weight. It's because of obedience. If you want to stop stop the cycle of self-sabotage, it's leaning in and learning how to yield to the still small voice that is right there guiding you the entire time, but you're just not yielding to it. You know, obedience is better than a sacrifice. And it is the key that unlocks everything because God, you know, so many people for so, and, and I myself, before I became um, a obedient Christian versus just a church attender type of thing, 
I remember thinking, man, God's got so many rules. Everything in God's word is for our good. And when we applied the word to anything, it is like putting fertilizer on your soil of life. And I love that you deal with the soulless realm because I do believe that, and that's what I teach as well. I do believe that the, let the spirit of God arise and the soul starts to come down. When we get our mind off of our, what we want, what we think, what we feel, I call it the eye disease, you know, I, 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 you know, love that. Uh, it's all about me. It's all about, you know, how I feel, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm all caught up in my feelings and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. God gave you emotions for a reason. Yep. Uh, and he, you know, it's just like fear. You know, he gave us fear so that if we see a python coming at us, we're like, ah, <laughs> no, no, you know, but yeah, people just stay in that area. Yes, of fear. And it's the same way whenever we get caught in that cycle. Yeah. And I can recognize it by what comes out of people's mouth. I can recognize it whenever my mouth starts to go that direction where I can go, hold up, hold up. No, no, no. This does not line up with what God says. So when we submit ourselves unto the Lord, and that's a, that's the key thing, submitting ourselves up to the Lord yep. and, and doing something like what Sherry's recommending here, the seekers method. We are literally inviting God into every single area. We are no longer running and hiding in shame. We are no longer trying to self-medicate. We are no longer doing the things that keep us in perpetual, uh, just a cycle of it's over and over and over again. You know, the definition of insanity, they say, is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And I remember all of my years, many years ago, I was heavily involved in Al-Anon. And it was like that merry-go-round. Yep. It just keeps going on and going on and going on until you get to the point where you say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stop. And I'm so grateful that God mm-hmm. came in and met mm-hmm. you in your closet. Oh, <laughs> me too. You and I both. You and I both. I do want to talk about the open doors of some of the things that you mentioned that you were getting into. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just that, you know, the getting knee deep into yoga to calm yourself and the wine, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer and I know a lot of people would really bark at this and don't send me an, an ugly email here. But the reality is, is that there's a reason they call alcohol spirits. I'm just saying. Yes. You're so right. <laughs> yeah. It, it can open up a lot of things. And if you, you know, I'm not saying that they're out there. They can have uh, a drink in moderation and, you know, Jesus turned the water into wine. Mm-hmm. It's a celebratory thing, but we're talking about the difference between something in moderation occasionally versus life controlling. You're and right. that controlled your life, didn't it? It controlled it. And I hadn't even realized, I mean, I, I teach this now, how much it had become an idol. I mean, it was what I was, it was my source, you know, and, and I teach women all the time how to identify the idols between alcohol and food in your life is if that thing you're running to gives you everything you want and nothing you need, it is an idol because then you're going to it for what you want. Like, I mean, even just now coffee, God had me stop drinking, but only one cup of coffee a day because I was going to it instead of going to him. So Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. I mean, all of these things get in our way. And I love that you called alcohol spirits for a reason because, yeah, it takes over. It's darkness. You, You invite it in. So whenever you started, you were you into the new age stuff before you were into drinking? Uh, it was, yeah, it was around the same time. I mean, I had, you know, I, I grew up going to church, but I wasn't in church. I was just there for the social outlet. I mean, full disclosure, you know, and then into college, there was no part of church, you know, although I, 
I don't know. I look back on it now and I definitely had a relationship with God, but I wasn't, I wasn't, Jesus wasn't cool enough for me, Maggie. That's really what it came down to because I had these theories, these memories of, you know, what it meant what I felt like when I would open the King James version and I couldn't comprehend. And it's because I didn't have eyes to see the world isn't looking for what they don't know exists. And so I wasn't yet ready to be awakened to what I needed to be awakened to. And I started getting into the new age movement because the new age movement met me where I was. It met me, you know, it was cool. It was, you know, everybody was doing yoga, everybody. It was cool to, you know, say namaste and to do all of these things, not realizing what I was doing. And then, so I, I just ran to the world the way the world was marketing to me their solutions. Nobody was marketing God to me. God told me that's my job now is to go out there and be his legs and feet. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was total new age. I was doing all the things. I mean, I was you know, I was studying Ram Dass. I, I almost went to Hawaii to go become a life coach for, you know, a, a new age thing. It just was awful. I'm so thankful. But now God has told me that these are the women and men that, well, women that I'm to go and reach because he allowed that to happen so that I could understand enough to meet them where they are, to help them to see the light, to come out and to understand the truth of it all. And that is so hard because that new age movement is strong, fierce. It has its talons in people and people don't like you messing with their comfort especially if it's if it means confronting you know the idols and the hidden things in their closet and what they're going to as their comfort zones and people don't like it but it's just the the bold truth and and I've got the spirit of you know courage and strength and all of it and I'm just powerfully going out there letting everybody know what's true I love the level of discernment that the Lord allows you to operate in because you're right. And so many people that are caught up in it do not realize they're even caught up in it. They invite it in. They, you know, I I was kind of chuckling the other day. I was like, Lord, you know, bless it. Just change the shelves. I went into, um, Oh gosh, uh, Home Goods. It is, it's kind of like a Ross with, for yeah. home stuff, right? And so I walked in, I was looking for a picture to hang in my office. And so I go over and I just was like, I could not believe all the false gods that yes. they had. Yep. And I'm like, people look at this as decor. Well, Christians, Christians will go in, <laughs> into Home Goods and buy all the Buddha statues, <laughs> not realizing what they're doing. I mean, I did it. Yeah. Right. Right. And so there has to be a level of an awakening where people understand that, hey, go back. And there's a reason when you read in the Old Testament, you know, um, the reason that God didn't want us to have any gods before him. And whenever we become, whether it's food, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's gambling, Mm -hmm. shopping, whatever, if anything you put before God um, is an idol. And even relationships, you know, if you were in a relationship, you know, I had to work really hard when my husband and I first got married because I love this man. Okay. I adore him. He is so precious. And I still, I would marry him again tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It's it's still after seven, you know, in January will be eight years we've been married. And I I just, I love him. And I had to be careful because God even showed me, do not make an idol out of your husband. And I was like, ouch, you know, yeah. I'm like, but it's the husband you gave me, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah. however, together intertwined as one to become one flesh and we serve the Lord together. Mm-hmm. And when we put him in the center, everything goes well. Yep. So if you're watching this broadcast and you're thinking to yourself, 
I can't change. We beg to differ. God yes. is a God of transformation. God has got a healing. He's got a restoration. Mm -hmm. Hearing Sherry's story alone should be enough to make you kind of turn your ear and go, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe I should get in the word. And listen, if you get into the word of God and you don't understand it, it's okay. Keep reading. God will yes. give you ears to hear. Pray before you open that Bible and say, Lord, help me to understand. Help me with my unbelief even. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a Bible on my coffee table from the time I was an adult yeah, uh, up until I didn't get saved, really saved in, in my opinion until my late thirties yeah. and uh, or mid thirties. But um, I literally had it sitting there because I knew that it was true and I believed in God, mm -hmm. but yet I was too, you know, I, I was too scared to approach him. Me he too. wants yeah. to fellowship with y'all. He wants to sit and 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 get into his word and allow him to transform your life. Sherry was so wide open to all of the demonic realm. And yes, yes I'm calling new age demonic. Okay. So yep. I'm sorry for my new age friends. Amen. I'm with you. You guys watch me and I yep. know that you guys love my energy, but I'm telling you, it is false. Okay. And real recognizes real. So when you study the real, you will see the difference. Okay. Yes. So it is it. It is meant to bring healing, not bondage. But if you stay in a false religion long enough, you will end mm -hmm. up in bondage and the enemy will take you out. And so I encourage you guys to listen to what Sherry's saying here. She knows she's been there. She's been in the darkness and the yes. light overcomes the dark always. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So right now the seekers method is open and I know this only happens uh, a couple times a year. Yes. So talk about open enrollment. Talk about the free week. Talk about oh. all of that, Sherry. You're so sweet. I could talk for days. I'll make it super simple. Um, so the, the Christian life coaching for weight loss program that God wrote through me, it was completely divinely inspired, um, is open right now. Actually, we start on September the 13th. On September 13th, I work with women for 90 days and I help them to stop conforming to the patterns of, of the diet of, of dieting, how to stop seeking a number on the scale and start seeking God, like truly seeking God, like understanding how he speaks, knowing his voice, mm -hmm. just all of it through journaling. I give the women journaling prompts and help them pick meal plans for their age and stage of life and help them to start stepping into fasting to really pull God closer because that has been the game changer. Help them to realign their hormones because nobody's teaching women of a certain age that their hormones matter. Why you need to drink the water, why you need to go to sleep, why, you know, nobody's teaching Christians why it's important that you don't binge inappropriate shows on Netflix, why you don't read Fifty Shades of Grey, um, you know, after you get home from church, why you don't, all of these things. Or so anytime. <laughs> Y'all don't read it anytime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, but I mean, our world doesn't talk about these things. You know, you that's where we get the reputation of being hypocrites because right. we have one foot in heaven and one on the earth. And, and God's like, no, it's one or the other. You're hot or you're cold. And I want to teach women how to be hot for him. And so in so doing, the byproduct becomes spiritual health. Um, uh, emotional health and physical health and weight loss becomes a byproduct of that. So it's open for enrollment right now. You go to my website, sherrycapilla.com, or you can go to the seekersmethod.com. Um, I saw that you shared a link, sherrycapilla.com slash seeker. That works too. You can get in. There's a couple of different price points. Find the one that meets you where you are. And then for 90 days, in fact, this next round of the Seekers Method ends by Christmas Day. So I would encourage you, if you have anybody listening who's interested in joining, 
just think about where you could be and how much you could be on the outside free from a house of bondage by Christmas. That would be powerful. Amen. 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 And starting off stepping into the new year with the right attitude, yes. with a cleansed, renewed mind to where you can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, the Bible talks about it. some things don't change without prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Is that it's that key that they kind of go together, you know? Right. And so I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So did you, whenever you came out of the darkness into the mm -hmm. light, mm -hmm. Did you do a, like a complete purge, obviously, of all the things that you were open to? Tell Girl. someone what to do. Like, maybe if someone is watching this broadcast and maybe they do have their house full of false gods, even if they bought them before decorative things or they've got books on the shelf that do not honor God, do not bless God. And I'm glad you mm -hmm. brought out the hypocrite aspect of it, because that mm -hmm. is why so many yep. people and the term Christian is used loosely. You're right. Loosely. And so Absolutely. talk to that person that might be going, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Maybe I am turning to false idols and maybe I am not uh, where I should be. Talk yeah. to the Christian that's dibble dabbling. <laughs> Burn it all. Burn it. Do not put it back into circulation because you're contributing to the delinquency of everybody's eternity. <laughs> um Basically, you just burn it. In fact, my family and I, the kids, because I taught, because I was teaching the kids new age. I was teaching them alcohol. Like my little girl went to her little kitchen set and brought me a coffee mug and a wine glass. And I thought it was cute, not realizing I was teaching, I was passing this generational curse on through teaching her, but burn it. So what I did was we collected, we went around the house, I found all my books. Um, all of the, you know, I could go into what all the books were and all the things, but I collected them all and we had a burn party. I had a little Buddha head and it was like a, it burned, um, candle wax at the top. And so it would like, you know, just sit there as Buddha and, um, we smashed it because I'm like, I'm not donating this. I can't put it back in there. Right. I had tapestries that talked about, you know, all the different things, all the symbols and chakras and all the things burned them gone, gone, gone. So my encouragement for you. And then I walked around and I, I'm not an expert. I'm not some, I've only been at this for a few years, went around, prayed over some oil and anointed my home and just prayed and started understanding my power and authority as a Christian to cast out what needed to be cast out. And I do it to the extent that I feel prompted even to this day. So my encouragement for you is to realize that you might not see it, but you need to get rid of it and you need to get rid of it once and for all through burning it. But then after that, it's going to get hard because the enemy is going to see that you're not on his team. You're walking a different direction and you need to realize that through Jesus Christ, you have power and authority to combat him in the spiritual places, even in weight loss. Amen. 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 I would just echo all of that. I had to do a heavy duty spiritual cleansing of my own. And if you're not sure, if you're uncertain, Err on the side of caution. Yep. And because, you know, I mean, there are things, I'll be honest, there are things when I became a, a serious Christian, a Christ follower, a submitted mm -hmm. vessel, um, my life changed. Yep. But whenever I did a spiritual cleansing, I threw out some things I, I might have been, God might have been okay with, you know, yes. but I wasn't taking any chance. No. And so we're talking, I know you might be going, wow, that sounds pretty radical. Mm -hmm. Listen, do you not think that the cross was a radical thing that God did yes. for us? Yeah. Come on.
Yeah. So anyway, I, my goodness, Sherry and I are good buds. So we could talk for hours about this yes. stuff. We just love you guys. And we hope that you will get this into the hands of someone who needs to hear her testimony. It's very powerful. I mean, yeah. she went from whining and I mean, literally whining yeah. to thriving. Okay. Yes. And, and, and allowing God, allowing her to use all of that mess and turn the message in, not only to help women, but to help women with one of the biggest battles that they fight. Yes. Self-image and their their self-loathing that comes with the shame and the guilt and the condemnation of mm -hmm. weight is is and we could do an entire series on that topic yep. alone. So get this out, share this with your friends, family, co-workers. Make sure that you like, comment. Sherry has a YouTube page. You can go yes. to her YouTube page, follow her on YouTube, follow her on Insta, and I have a podcast. I have a podcast. I have a podcast. Oh, yes. Called, I forgot about your podcast. It's Talk called about the podcast. It's just called Even in Weight Loss with Sherry Capilla. And it's where I bring scripture alive and give you the weight loss tools, techniques, and even the encouragement to keep going. Mm -mm -mm. Um, it's, I, I just typed it here, but uh, it's with Sherry Capilla, not just Sherry. Yeah. So even, even, yeah. You're even, right. Even in weight loss weight with, loss Sherry, with Capilla. Sherry Capilla. Yep. And so I encourage you guys to go and subscribe to that because you are going to be encouraged. And maybe you're like, okay, right now, you know, my my life is busy. The season uh, is not that I can do this. This happens twice a year. So yeah. right now she's got open enrollment. It starts on September the 13th. Yes. When will be the next time for those that are like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to Europe next week, you know, and I'm going to be eating like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to Italy. I'm going to just have terrorists in these or whatever what can you tell them yeah um we, <laughs> excuse me we open the doors again in january of 2022 the date will be determined here pretty soon but um it'll be open again in january and there's a forthcoming book and a just released workbook so when you go through i have a new journaling workbook where i keep take you deeper with scripture. You can buy the electronic PDF version of it off my website, but there's a hard copy of the workbook and a forthcoming book of the Seekers Method. Um, and so you'll be able to do it at any time at your discretion. But if you want community, the doors will open again after September. We will open again in December of 2022. I love that. These are tools. And this would also, if you know someone that's really been struggling and you know that they want to get closer to God and they just don't know how to do it, buy this as a gift for someone. You can gift this to someone. Yeah. Get them a subscription. There are three tiers and the and the lowest one is like, what, $37? Or it's something? $37 a month. Um, the yes. first tier is already sold out, but you know, there's a price point to meet you where you are. Yes. Yeah. And so this is a this is something you can give someone to, with. Yeah. So I absolutely love it. Sherry, I love you, sister. Thank you, you for too, being beautiful. so uh, vulnerable, so so transparent to share yes. your journey, your testimony. Absolutely. And I pray that someone got free today. I know they did. I just was over here shouting myself. So yeah, yeah. I was going, <laughs> God bless you, sister. You all make yes. sure that you check her out at her website. And we'll see you right here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless.